I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, second time guest, back for a post game. Isaac was too sad, too angry. Just kidding, his internet wasn't working. He was too sad, too angry to join this game. But tonight we have the great Lauren Gunn from Blue Hardwood Podcast. She's joined us. She joined us before. She's back. And uh, Lauren, what you got for me? <laughs> oh boy. Well, first, thank you so much for having me back. I uh, I'm excited to join you. I. I don't even know where to begin because that game was just a whirlwind. But um, I don't know. It's just another day being a Mavs fan is what it is. It does feel that way, right? Uh, Right in the middle of the game, um, one of you guys tweeted me. And, yeah, it was – I can't even say his name on the podcast, but he said, he said, if you had told me that eight minutes left in the third against the Suns, both Booker and Aiden have five fouls and Dallas is up 10. And then he, when he tweeted this, the, the uh, Suns had the lead. If you would have told me this, <laughs> that they were going to go uh, down by four in the fourth, what would you have said? And I was like, you know what? We just play this game too much. We play this game way too much where it's like, if I would have told you that, you know, at this point of the game... <laughs> This would have happened, but the Mavericks would still be losing, or the Mavericks would have blown this huge lead. We can't keep playing this game, and that's kind of how I feel about this game. And so uh, on today's pod, we're going to break down the Mavericks' loss. Big L. Big L-O-S-E. <laughs> loss. Lose. Loss. To the Phoenix Suns, 117-115. to 115. All right, but before we do... Man, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Sorry, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's hard to focus on anything. And I know Isaac's not here, so I kind of have to pick up the fire Isaac mantle a little bit here. Because, Lauren, I don't know. Do you have, like, a mean streak in you? I don't know if you do. You know, I've got I've got the fire. I, after the Houston game, I absolutely had the fire. But I think, uh, going back to what we were talking about a little bit before... I'm just sad right now. I am. I'm feeling the sadness. It's. Uh, it's almost like one of those things where you're just sitting there looking. You're just looking around like, what, what, what just happened? So yeah, you might have to uh, pick up the slack on the fiery Isaac train. I just don't understand what the game plan could have been, especially in the third quarter. Was the game plan go under all of the screens and then just shoot really <laughs> quick threes on the other end because the Suns. Booker and Aiton both had five fouls at one point. Luca drew. Uh, Luca caused Aiton to have his fourth and fifth foul like sequentially, like in back-to-back possessions. That the fifth one was just nasty. He got him to jump on this pump fake, and he completely just baited him into that foul. So there, they have both have five fouls. Then Booker fouls out. Luca fouls out Booker or whatever, and so they're kind of out. They're not really in the picture, and the Suns just like start hitting all these threes. And this is what the Mavericks do to teams. I don't understand how you cannot game plan for what you do to another team, right? They were setting these screens, and the Mavericks were just going under and under and under all these picks. And they just kept hitting these threes, and they weren't closing out hard, weren't closing out hard, weren't closing out hard. And the Suns just kept hitting threes. They didn't even hit that many threes in the game. They only hit 12. But in that third quarter where they really started to come back, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, that's when they really hit all those threes. And uh, man, it it just that's just a demoralizing loss because that's a team you should beat. 
That's a team that had Booker fouled out. He only played 31 minutes. Aiton only played 21 minutes because he was in foul trouble. And they're playing Cameron Payne. Like how? Like we've gone down the Cameron Payne path, haven't we, Lauren? Like we 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 understand that situation. Cameron Payne plays twenty minutes against the playoff team, and they don't win. I don't understand it. What was the most frustrating thing for you, or or maybe the most disappointing thing from you in this game? Um. So so for me, one thing that was was really frustrating, but it just it happens. It it happens was the shooting performance. They shot. I want to say it was six six of thirty one from three. It was a uh, like nineteen point four percent from three, which is so out of the ordinary for the Mavs. And so that's one thing that you're like, okay, well, I mean that tells you a lot right there. But one thing I think that that they could control that was really really frustrating to watch was what what you touched on the the lack of defensive intensity, like the 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 not closing out. And and to me that showed that showed fatigue. And there were there were even times on the offensive end where it was like, yeah, you didn't really have your legs under you on that shot or or that fell short and that's something that you could normally hit. And so it's like, is that where it's, oh, you're really missing Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And you're just you're and, and yeah, we didn't even see Justin Jackson get in there or Josh Reeves or even JJ Barea. God, we could have probably used JJ Barea a couple times in there. But um yeah, it's like the, the fatigue thing is not something that you can just change on the drop of a dime, but sometimes it's like, well, maybe maybe we should give KP a break and, and maybe throw Boban in there for a couple more minutes. I don't know. I don't think that there's necessarily something that Rick needed to do differently or, or, or that this is on Rick or anything like that. But um, the there were just a couple of times where I'm like, why are they running out of gas? Like, maybe do we switch something up? Like, what what's happening? It just it didn't seem like they had a whole lot of, of energy. I think the conditioning is a good point. I think that that's what we talked about again against Houston. Uh, the Mavericks, they score quickly. They're up and down. They're playing a bunch. This is like a football team that, you know, passes the ball a lot. They do a lot of, you know, passing plays and then they score quickly. It's like this, the, the you know, the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning. They score so fast and their defense is out there forever because they never get a chance to rest. And so the Mavericks and in basketball, obviously, you play both ends of the floor. So if you score really quickly on one end, you're back playing defense and defense is where all your effort goes and that's where you really lose you know a lot of that steam and I think you're right I think that this team doesn't look super conditioned and then they get to these points where you know in the third quarter when the the Suns were coming back the lead tracker on NBA on the NBA app looked the exact same it was the same kind of bell curve looking thing that they had against the Rockets it's like they come out kind of slow then they pick it up they really take a lead they take a double digit lead and then they just absolutely lose it in the third quarter and everyone makes the third quarter Mavs jokes but the third quarter has been really bad for this team and I don't really know how to change it I don't know maybe you change the lineup going in it seems like you mentioned Jalen Brunson you mentioned JJ Barea I think even Dwight Powell even though I mean he's not obviously not available Jalen Brunson's obviously not available either but the Mavericks are missing a couple of these sweaties right a couple of these guys that go in and they try hard and they put in a bunch of effort and they go out there when you need a change of pace and JJ Barea should have been that for this team uh Trey Burke was that I you know, against the Rockets, and in this game, he wasn't really, you know, he was kind of back to normal, the trade work that we sort of expected. But a guy that could just come in there and inject some life and some, you know, some fire into this team. And I think Dwight Powell is definitely that for this team. Dorian can be that at times for this team. Uh, KP can be it a little bit when he, you know, makes a big play or whatever. Luca, when he hits a big shot or whatever, that injects some life into this team. But they just needed some kind of life or energy into this team. And it just didn't seem like they had that in that third quarter. Yeah, I it was 
it was a little frustrating to watch it sometimes because it was something that, I mean, to give your Lakers some credit, one thing that <laughs> they do great is they they create their own energy. And in a bubble environment, you have to do that, especially once the playoffs start. You've got to be able to to build your own momentum out of out of thin air, nothing, essentially. Yeah. And so and so sometimes when you're when you're losing that and you're you're allowing the Phoenix Suns to get back in the game without with Devin Booker on the bench, it's like how much more demoralizing can you get? And so, I mean, one thing that that I've kind of pondered a little bit and I kind of want to get your take on this. Do you think that having Seth in the starting lineup is throwing off Tim? Because he was one for eleven from three point tonight, and from the three point line tonight, and it doesn't seem like he's been the same Tim that we saw during the season. Like I'm, I'm wondering if if he's just kind of trying to get the rust off or what the deal is. But with him, with Seth getting some of the shots, does that is that taking away his his opportunity to get hot in the first quarter? Like, what what am I seeing? What's happening here? He had a really good game against Houston, so I don't know if it's yeah. specifically that. However, Seth didn't have a good game against Houston and had a pretty good game. So it's like you get one or the other in these two mm-hmm. games. And then in some of the scrimmage games, it was sort of like that too, where Tim was really off, and Seth in that very first game hit like all six of his threes. <laughs> so there might be something to that where you're playing both of them, and they didn't play both of them. They, they played both of them a lot, though, during the season, so... I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's anything to them playing together, but just it doesn't seem like either of them can get both on at the same time. And when both of them are on, this team is almost unstoppable offensively. But when one of them's off, it's just a you know the squeaky wheel that <laughs> just seems to <laughs> hold everything back pretty much. Uh, right. But, man, all right, so much to get into this game. I want to talk about it. We also want to play – I want to play a game at the end. Who do you blame? I, I tweeted out, Mavs, Mavs fans, who do you blame for this loss? And so far, I'm at 135 responses from people. Uh, people have a lot of opinions about who to blame for this game. So I want to play that at the end. We'll get to that. But before we do, brand new sponsor. So don't skip this because you haven't heard this. All right? You haven't heard this new sponsor. So don't don't skip this part. doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete like Luka Doncic, a stay-at-home parent like Isaac's wife, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair like myself. Everyone needs the support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. They have the CBD Freeze with Menthol. It's an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient, easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tubes. That roller sounds really easy. Uh, That sounds like something you could just do sitting at your desk, wherever. Then they have CBD recovery. It combines CBD with an inflammation-fighting compounds like ARNICA and vitamin B6 to give you the support that you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this out, the duo of uh, topicals and everything else CBD has to offer, they're offering our listeners, the Lockdown Mavs listeners, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Again, that's the promo code NBA at checkout. The website is cbdmd.com. We'll put it in the description of this podcast. Use the promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase. Just go try some of this. Superior CBD oils from CBDMD. All right, Lauren, let's get into some more of this game. So let's get into what happened, right? We, we talked about how we sort of feel about it. Let's talk about what happened in this game. So Mavericks came out, and Rick Carlisle said after the game, this is one of the best first quarters. This is the best quarter they've played, you know, in the bubble so far was his first quarter. They they won the quarter 35-23. to 23. Luka and Porzingis both had 11 points. They were coming out swinging. It just looked like they were going to dominate this whole game against this Suns team. What, what were you thinking or feeling after the first quarter? 
Um, so after the first quarter, I mean, something that that Rick puts an emphasis on is we like to keep teams under opposing teams under 25. And so they did that. And then just like you said, KP and Rick, or uh, KP and Luca came out of the gates swinging. They both were were hitting their shot or Luca was attacking the paint. He was just he was aggressive and, and KP was taking good shots. And uh, he just he came out swinging. And so I was I totally thought we were going to dominate this game with with them firing on all cylinders. But um, yeah, things they, took a turn. But they, didn't. <laughs> but they didn't. What I really liked in this is this very beginning of this game was they were trying to Mikel Bridges was guarding Luca and DeAndre Ayton was our, was on Porzingis. And they were going to switch that pretty much any time that Porzingis set a screen for Luca. And they saw that. And they recognized that. So Luca made it a point to try and get Porzingis some touches with Bridges on him. Because Bridges has a really long wingspan, but he's not going to be able to block Porzingis' shot. Not many, you know, wings are going to be able to do that anyway. So they, he tried to get him some early touches, and that's what really gets Porzingis going. And he ended the game with 30 points. I mean, he was uh, pretty. He was 10 of 20 in this game. He hit two of his five threes. He was 8 of 11 from the free throw line. So it seems like it, it worked for him. I think that's sort of the key to Porzingis is getting him some early touches, some early shots, and then he gets into his rhythm, and then he's pretty much good for the rest of the game. Uh, so I thought that that was great. And then Luca just attacking whenever Aiton was on him. I thought that was great. Uh, we get into the second quarter. The Mavericks, uh, they, they just extend their lead. <laughs> Basically, they get up to like a 15-point lead at one point. Um, and Boban absolutely just destroys Ricky Rubio on this dunk. In transition, <laughs> Ricky Rubio's under the basket. And I think it was either DeLon Wright. It was one of the guards. Uh, kind of has to th- – he catches the ball underneath the basket, can't finish. And so he throws it back to Boban. And just Boban straight arm right up to the sky, Statue of Liberty type play, dunks it right over Ricky Rubio. And I just felt bad for him. I felt bad for Ricky Rubio. <laughs> it was it was just such a beautiful moment. I don't know if, if you or, or anyone saw – I'm sure you did – Tim Hardaway in yes. the background. Yes. High-stepping <laughs> in celebration after that. I mean, it was just – it was one of those moments where the bench got so hyped. And, and that's what I'm talking about, creating your own energy, just reacting Boban. to those yep. moments and getting the momentum. And as the whole team loves Bobby. So, yeah, in those moments, that's when you get it going. Oh, I wanted to make a point about that, too. When you were mentioning making your own energy, I think that's a great point. I think that uh, when the Lakers played the Raptors the other day, they did not have that. So you said the Lakers are good at this, but the Raptors are so much better than what the Lakers are at that because – uh, they mentioned it in the game that Nick Nurse has built in certain uh, events for these guys, whether it's just like a team dinner or they're going, you know, they're all going to the pool together. They're all going fishing. It's something for them to look forward to that they've built into their schedule because it does get so monotonous in this bubble. And I think that's something that teams are going to have to, you know, fight because you can't go out and get a break from your teammates, you know, or get a break from your hotel room. It's just, you're just stuck. I mean, you're just in this bubble. And I think mentally that's going to affect guys. And so I think the, the Raptors have sort of learned how to do that. And they've come out of the gate, you know, absolutely, you know, just destroying everyone. So, um, going to halftime Mavericks are up 13. Uh, Luca towards the beginning of the third quarter, he causes Aiton to get his fourth and fifth foul in back-to-back possessions. Then Booker fouls out with eight minutes to go in the, the third quarter. Mavericks are only up nine at this point. And so Booker goes out, Aiden goes out, they both have five fouls, and then the Suns just go on like this 26 to 9 run, <laughs> which is just yeah. wild and also really disheartening because that means that the Mavericks only hit three threes there <laughs> and nothing else. Uh, and Phoenix ended up outscoring the Mavericks 36 to 17 in the third quarter. Really disheartening. They were up by, you know, four going into the fourth quarter. That third quarter, we've talked about it already, but. 
Um, just really bad. <laughs> just really bad. So let's hear from Rick Carlisle and let's hear from um, – yeah, let's hear from Luca as well. Let's do back to back. We'll hear from Carlisle and Luca about learning from mistakes and about the disappointment of the third quarter. Hey, uh, the third quarter was the decisive part of the game. That's pretty obvious. Thirty-six, uh, nineteen, and uh, you know we did we did a few good things in the in the fourth to uh, you know get right there again. But, uh, you know, when, when you play as, as poorly as we did in the third, you know, you just leave too many things for ch- to chance. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate because we played really the other three quarters were quite good. Um, we could have defended a little better in the, in the second, but, uh, you know, first quarter was one of our best in the two games. And uh, so, um, you know, disappointing, disappointing. Yeah, you know, our, our our problems in the third quarter started at the beginning. We had three or four very bad possessions to start, um, and they were uncharacteristically poor uh, when you compare them to how we were playing in the first half. And so, you know, that, that got things going the wrong way. And, um, you know, the, the, Phoenix did a good job of, of – of rallying and keeping the momentum going. And, you know, they had some, some guys off the bench that played extremely well, that were active, that were aggressive and that knocked in shots. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, turned into a, turned into a very disappointing loss for us. I mean, uh, yeah, that was, that was the, the objective, you know, to get to the playoffs this year. Uh, but you know, uh, it doesn't matter who play. If you want to win, you, you got to be everybody. And, you know, we just got to learn from these mistakes. It's a little de- details we do. Uh, we got to start start third quarter uh, stronger, you know, be physical. And we got to learn from that. Okay. So, a lot of the word disappointing being used. Uh, Luca said, learn from my mistakes, I think, three or four times. Just, <laughs> just couldn't think of anything else, I guess, to say. But, uh, man, uh they're just disappointed. I really want to know, Lauren, what Rick Carlisle said after the game because he seems really not in the moment. You could hear at the very beginning the pauses that he took, and he was sort of looking for an answer to give, like a succinct answer. But I wonder what he was thinking and what he actually said to the team after the game. And I hope it was loud. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you definitely get the impression that he's extremely frustrated with uh with the way tonight went and so i think yeah with the with the pauses you can kind of i feel like he's he's probably just sitting there running play or not plays but moments back in his mind where he's like uh you know we could have done this better or or, yeah these were a couple of bad plays in the third quarter that were uncharacteristic to our team um and so i think he's just you know dealing with a lot of frustration and then and then when luca was you know i gotta fix my mistakes i gotta learn from my mistakes uh yeah i think it's just I don't think that there's too much that they can specifically say, but I think there's a lot of frustration. And I think uh, moving forward, I don't know that they're going to like change anything significantly, but I feel like they're going to be like, okay, this is where we need to focus on. And these are things that we absolutely have to get better at. There's no staying where we are. We have to get better at these things. Yeah. And we're going to play the the blame pie game at the end here, but uh, I wanted to mention Booker didn't foul in the third quarter. I said that wrong. He fouled out in the fourth quarter. He got his fifth foul and he was out of the game with, you know, eight minutes left in the uh, in the third quarter. But so in the fourth quarter, 
Mavericks are down by six with three minutes to go. I just want to just go through this this last part here because there's some confusing things and just weird stuff that happened, which is, you know, where we how we find ourselves here today. Um, the Mavericks end up cutting the lead to, to two uh, with a minute left to go. Rubio like throws up this weird flailing mid-range jumper. Uh, Dorian barely touches his knee as he's falling back. A foul is called. The foul is actually called on Porzingis, who didn't even touch Rubio. Uh, they reviewed the play. It was reversed, and Dorian got called for the foul instead of Porzingis. So the Mavericks won the challenge, but they did not win the situation because a shooting foul was still called on Dorian instead of Porzingis. Uh, he hits both of the free throws. The Mavericks are down now four. Uh, Luka got, gets a quick layup around DeAndre Ayton, who has five fouls, so he just kind of didn't even play defense. KP blocks Ruby on the other end. Dallas calls a timeout, and this is now like 30 seconds left in the game. Luka has you know cross-court pass deflected out of bounds. Not much time left. There's like 13 seconds left, and then with three seconds left to go, Luka is, uh, gets in the paint. No, 13 seconds left. Luka gets in the paint. He kicks out to Porzingis instead of going up for you know some kind of layup around Mikael Bridges. He kicks out to Porzingis. Porzingis tries this massive step back three. When you're seven foot three, a step back just looks absolutely insane. It doesn't even really make sense because of how wide his steps are. But he kicks back. Porzingis throws up a step back three. He misses. Dorian gets the rebound and it hit. He hits it out of bounds. That is then reviewed because they called it out on Dorian and then they re- reversed it. Calls overturned, and then the Mavericks run a play out of bounds. It was either for Tim Hardaway Jr., who ended up getting the ball and missing the three, or for Seth Curry that kind of curled around the top and went into the corner. But DeAndre Ayton was able to switch off of Porzingis onto Curry in the corner, and so he didn't, you know, he couldn't get the shot off over there. But the game ended with Tim Hardaway Jr. missing that last-second shot. What did you think about them drawing up a play for either – I think it was either one of Tim Hardaway Jr. who got the ball or Seth Curry who was sort of in the corner there. So my reaction to watching that, I think when you've got two guys that are, are good catch-and-shoot guys, you go back to the, oh, shooters got to keep shooting. Even if you're having an off-night, shooters got to keep shooting and you got to have confidence in your guys. And so that's kind of something I go back to. However – a kind of it wasn't a super deep three but it you didn't need a three you didn't and so I would have been okay with Seth getting getting the ball in the corner but again when you're shooting out to the corner like that sometimes it's like 50 50 it's it's a relatively easy position to to defend um the thing that really tripped me up was before right before they had the ball uh, or were inbounding the ball with the three seconds left when Luca drove all the way into the paint while Dallas was in the bonus and decided to kick it out to Porzingis for the step back three that was where I was like what did I just see and that was where I was really frustrated because I felt like they one you were settling for a, a bad shot and hoping it goes in um, not that Porzingis can't hit the step back three. We've seen it a bunch of times, but not not that many times. Not, yeah, not, not mean, a step back three like that, man. Like that you was didn't, you didn't need it, and so I right. just was like, I, as soon as it went up, I I, I don't know. I was like, what? I, I didn't understand what was going on. It was like the execution, one thing after another. It was just it was poor decision making, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're you're a young team, you're you're getting the rust off, all that, but. I didn't think the decisions were good. It was just one after another that I, I was like, what, what, 
<laughs> exactly. I, I, I really couldn't. I, I don't. I don't even know if I have an answer for you because I was just baffled by the way it it all kind of wrapped up. It was another know? situation where everything that had to go wrong could go wrong and did <laughs> for them. Right. For them it's to like lose this game. How many times does that have to happen to you? That's why I say we play the what if game way too much <laughs> with this pod yeah. and with this team. All right, coming up, let's talk about blame. We'll see who you guys decided to put blame on. I have 135 responses of people saying that they want to blame this person, that person. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, odds are someone out there has a car that has a different make than the general, you know, Ford, uh, Chevy, all that kind of, Toyota, you know, Honda, those, the normal brands, I guess, are the main brands, that you have something else that's other than, than those. And sometimes it can be hard to find specific parts for those very specific cars. They have very specific makes, very specific parts for those cars, and you can't just go get those parts anywhere. But where you can get them is at rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have a unique catalog that's remarkably easy to navigate. You just go on there, click down all the different things, You go make, model, year, all that kind of stuff, all the way down to the very specific details of your car. It knows the exact prices that you need. Puts them all right there on one page for you. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you go try and find some of these parts at these brick-and-mortar stores or try and go somewhere else to the dealer where they're going to charge you too much? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Lauren, let's play a game. Okay, so this is how we're going to do this. I'm just going to randomly find one of these blame tweets. I'm going to read it to you, and you and I are going to decide if that's fair or unfair, okay? Okay. And if we want to add just a little quick, like, this is why it's fair, this is why it's not fair, we can add it, okay? Perfect. All right, let's go to the first one, random tweet. Okay. Who should blame? Who should we blame? Juan says, Seth hardly touches the ball. So he's blaming Seth should have gotten more touches. Fair or unfair? Uh, I don't really think that that's fair. I didn't think Seth had a terrible game, and I think I don't think it's necessarily always up to Seth when he wants the ball, he's going to get the ball. Right. I think it was unfair. He had 11 shots. He hit six of them. He hit three of his six threes. I think that's kind of unfair to put it on Seth specifically for that. All right, another one. Uh, T- Tim Hardaway Jr. Fair, <laughs> unfair to blame it on Tim Hardaway Jr. This is from Marcos. Um, I don't think you can. I, <laughs> I mean, not to be negative, I don't think it's necessarily fair because guys are going to have bad shooting nights, and I don't think it's going to be solely on them. You win and you lose as a team. I think it's a little fair. It's a little fair to put some blame okay. on him for having a bad night. I think if you're going to do a blame pie, I don't think he gets more than fifty percent of it, right? But I think he gets he gets his share. One of okay. twelve from the floor, zero of eight from three. If any of those things, are, if either of those numbers are different, it's uh, you know, and blame is not necessarily you did something wrong. He just you know he missed shots, and if he made yeah. the shots, I think that this game would have gone totally different. So I think Tim Hardaway Jr. I think that's a little fair. That's Other true. one. Uh, Daniel says, no leadership. We needed this game after the Houston loss. Fair or unfair for leadership to blame? Uh, I, I do think that that's fair. I, I think, I think Luca does do a good job leading the team. And I think he takes a lot of responsibility for things, but going back to bringing the energy and keeping the momentum, you've got to be able to do that. And I feel like when your team gets a little lost, uh, and they're just, they're making mistakes, you've got to rally them together 
And so, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a bad leader, but I think you've got to do better at doing that. Part of this is that this team is so young, and I know that we are have become accustomed to this team overperforming all of our expectations. But it's not always going to happen, right? And we're getting to a point where it's late in the season. These games are played really hard. These are essentially playoff games. That Rockets game was a playoff game. This Suns one kind of felt like a playoff game in the way that the Suns played it. The Suns played really hard. I didn't think the Mavericks played that hard like it was a playoff game. But the Suns were playing like it was because they still have something to play for technically. I mean, they with the losses that you know Portland and Memphis and uh, – you know, all these teams are having the Suns are like kind of in this now, right? Like the, Sun, <laughs> the Suns all of a sudden find themselves, uh, yeah, they're like two games back from San Antonio, who are right there for the. Uh, actually, the Suns are four games back. No, they're five games back right now. So they're they're like a game okay. back from being in the play-in tournament mix, right? To be to qualifying for it. So they're right there after two wins. Um, so I think that the leadership is is fair. And this team's not really going to have that leadership until Luca and Porzingis mature into those leaders. And it might take a few years. And that's just mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Imi, uh, friend Hottie from Hot Mike, says, I blame Dorian. He changed that game with that outburst of emotion. And this happened with about three minutes left, three minutes, 44 seconds left in the, thir- in the fourth quarter. Dorian got a flagrant one on DeAndre Ayton. It's one of those classic plays where he retaliated on something that DeAndre Ayton did to him in the post. He sort of pushed him in the back as he was going for a rebound. They reviewed it for, I don't know, an hour. And it came out, <laughs> Dorian got a flagrant one, a technical on Dorian and on Ayton that kind of offset. And then uh, right then, the score was 111 to 109. So they were only down three. And then the Mavericks still had a chance to win at the end. So I think it's unfair to blame it on that specific outburst from Dorian. Uh, but Dorian's defense... I don't know. I'm wanting some more from Dorian's defense. I, we we kind of hype him as you know he's the best defender on the team, but that's also a relative term, right? <laughs> it's not like <laughs> it's not like he's you know an all NBA defender. He's not there yet, but he's the best defender on this team, so we kind of hype him up as a really good defender. But uh, he had ten boards in this game, by the way. Five points, ten boards, two of eight from the field. He hit that one three that sort of woke everyone up in the fourth quarter. But what do you think about Dorian? Fair or unfair? Uh, so I think a moment like that where it's it's clearly like a frustration foul, uh, frustration moment, that's when you like just the hype of the game gets gets the best of you. So I think, I mean, maybe going on your, well, I don't know how much you can even blame him like a percentage like you were saying with Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. I don't know how much you can blame him. So I think it's a little unfair, but those are the moments where it's like you've got to, when the stakes are high, yeah, we're, these are just the, the final eight seeding games and, and things are kind of starting to shift one way or another. Um, but in the playoffs and in even in the the last games of the regular season when those games count a little bit more you've got to be smart and, and keep things in check and not make those mistakes because those can completely shift the momentum or or be the thing that that kind of loses it for you so you've got to be be smart with that and this is one of those moments where he injected some life into the team, right? He got it, you know, got a flagrant, he got a technical, it sort of fired up the team a little bit. Dorian definitely got fired up. Um, and mm. I don't know if it changed the trajectory of this team or not, but it definitely changed the energy. So, all right, there you go. That's some blame. There's like 130 more of these we could get to. <laughs> we could just stay here the rest of the night. But, uh, Lauren, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and everything like that. Yeah, so uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at LGun with four N's. I'm actually doing a giveaway right now um, where I will be giving away a signed Luca All-Star jersey, and the Ooh. details are in my pinned tweet. So if you want to check that out, try to uh, get your shot at that jersey, uh, you can find them on my Twitter. Can I get that jersey? You can get that jersey if you follow the wow. instructions. 
Follow the instructions. There you go. We'll put a link in the description for Lauren's Twitter. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.